Hey everybody, how are you doing? Welcome to the Body Bag Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Broke Rider Dave. And always, I got my uh, co-host, Chris Thomas. Yeah. It's good, everybody. <laughs> and this week, we have a, another special guest with us. Going on, guys. Tag, he's released two albums so far this year, Mr. Youssef and Mr. Youssef Part 2. Both of them are loaded with bangers, so go ahead, check those out. I was up all night listening to these Tag, yeah. What's going on, Tag? What's going on? I appreciate the introduction. Yeah, that's that's me. That's me. Two albums. Still putting out stuff. Actually, just released a, a freestyle today on YouTube, and it's, a, it's actually another podcast I did about last Sunday, so... I think you guys will find that pretty interesting. You just dropped it today? Yeah, it's on YouTube. I just put it on Twitter, Instagram. I know we've been getting set up here, so probably you haven't met your feed yet, but you'll eventually see it. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's, I'm uh, going to check it as soon as we're done with this. Yeah, definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah, I'm sure you guys will like it. Like I was saying earlier, you are our first musical guest on Body Bag Podcast, which is pretty cool. We usually have had authors, but... Oh, no, I was going to say, I just honored... You know, to be the first musical guest on here. I actually like what you guys are doing as far as doing movies and stuff. Since it's October time, it's great to do like, uh, you know, a scary movie, horror movie. Or we'll see how popular that this podcast goes well past Halloween. Hopefully people will still be listening and not just because it's Halloween-ish. <laughs> that is the goal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how long have you guys been uh, doing this, actually? When was our when was Fear Street? Uh, we started in the middle of August, so... Oh. This is yeah, episode 10, so we've been doing it like once a week. Yeah, so. Oh, you guys are consistent. Yeah, That's two and a half months, yeah. And we're just started to put out some new stuff. Our, we did our very first Versus episode a couple of days ago, which we dropped last night. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's actually a really good idea. There's just not enough hours in the day, though. Like yeah. You know how long editing takes, so working a full-time job and then having to do this. Yeah, yeah especially a, a movie that's two hours of editing. Yeah, that's that's, that's a lot of work. I completely understand. But you want to get us kicked off there, Dave? You had some questions for Yusuf here. Yeah, yeah, I got some uh, questions Sorry, for you. Tag. <laughs> yep. Tag. <laughs> yeah, whichever one you want to call me. Yeah. So, like, have you always wanted to be a rapper? Like, what inspired you to go into hip hop? Yeah. Um. Growing up, I always had like an interest in music, like an excessive interest in music, way beyond others. From what I've noticed, like, I would just always listen to music, record it on tape you know back in the day when we just had tape and ah, tape i remember TV. those days yeah for yeah, you kids out there would, yeah <laughs> the kids out there you know wait I mean, for a certain song on the radio and then record it on the tape yeah exactly and if you can catch it the right time then you have to like wait for it to come back again oh man yeah. that was me that's what i did and writing on tapes writing on cds and yeah then i just started getting into writing a lot more and i was doing it for fun Okay. And then I started getting, uh, you know, people was telling me, hey, that's pretty good. You should keep doing it. And it started with one, two people. Then it kept growing like 10, 15, and multiple people were, hey, you should keep doing this. So, and I thought it was like pretty fun. And once I got out of school, I'm like, all right, I can't really make this the career, I think. So I went to like college because I think that was the right thing to do, like everybody else, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, when, when I was there, I was kind of like just cutting class and like going into the music classes, and then that's kind of how I got into music. And my mentor, my first mentor I met at college, actually, was a professor. He was the engineer for Hotel California from Eagles. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and he taught me basically how to like, 
make music and production. And then from there, I started interning at big studios, like pretty major studios and interning for some of these major artists that you see on a daily before they were even major artists. But like the weekend, I interned for the weekend for a while. Uh, I mean, he had some, it was like 2013. And then okay. and now you can see where he is today. Yeah. But that's why I met my team. And now I'm just putting out music as much as possible. Got some um, big records under my belt as far as like a producer engineer. But now I'm pushing my own stuff a lot more. That sounds great. That's yeah. That's a cool thing to look back on and just see the journey and just sit back and appreciate like, man, I started in high school and it only took a couple of people telling me that I could make it. And here I am now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And in a sense, like, I've pretty much made it, you know, as far as with the success with records I've produced and being in the background in engineering. Now it's more making it as an artist myself, you know? Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you guys probably had more questions, right? Oh, it's yeah. Okay. We, <laughs> yeah. That, that's fine. We, we both had uh, some questions. Uh, yeah. Dave was going to do his and then I was going to ask some questions. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm ready yeah. for the next. Right. Uh, well, like Chris and I are both aspiring writers and you're in hip hop. And like a lot of people will tell you their pipe dreams. Have you ever had like days where you just kind of doubted yourself? And if you have, what did you do to kind of like pull yourself out of the funk? Oh, yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times. What, what I would just kind of, now that I'm older, right, I could kind yeah. of reflect and see what I did or when I go through that struggle. I think it's a balance. You need, you need a balance in life because it's yeah. all about, you know, in America, hustle, 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 right, right, right. You're working a full-time job. And then on top right. of that, you have to be creative. So you're basically, you know, an entrepreneur or striving to be an entrepreneur by putting in the time you have off into it, you know? So yeah. what happens to us, what I've noticed is our energy. And if we don't balance it out, we're going to fall. So the way I keep it up is hop, like gym. I, I, sometimes I'll just go see a movie like mm -hmm. by, by myself. I would say, you know what? I'm not into it right now. Let me, I'll, I'll kind of pay attention to manager. Like, you know what? I feel like going to see a movie. So Sometimes you need a little bit that. of you time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And once you start watching a movie, you start doing things, the ideas come because when you're watching a movie or listening to music or something, those people had ideas too, right? Yeah. So it kind of like feeds your energy because when you get into that funk, it's because you're just in that, you're in your head too much is what it is. So when, yeah. you, when yeah. you're when you in a funk, do you usually go to listening to music so you can go, all right, do you go to music so you can get inspired when you're in a funk? Um, sometimes when, when I can't, when I get writer's block, that's what I do. If I can't like write and I really want to and I'm into it as far as the work process, but not creatively into it, then I'll start listening to other music and seeing what's out there, who's really like killing it and try to like get inspiration from that. And it's worked a lot. Sometimes I'll listen to a new artist that people were putting me on and I'll listen to them like, ooh, or her. And next thing you know, I'll write the next song in like 15, 10 minutes, just because I kind of feed off of that. Try to make the most yeah. of that, that like adrenaline rush that you get when you like get something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Balance too, you know, just kind of sometimes you need to hang out with the family or get some sleep. That's like a big thing. <laughs> that's a major thing. I feel that one. There's a lot of times where we're only on like four, five hours of sleep. Yeah. And that, that'll do it to you. That'll, I think yeah. that's like the major one. I'll put that as number one. Cause a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you sleep when you're dead type thing. No, man, get your sleep because, yeah, it's very important. Refresh your mind that way. Like I uh, said earlier, you put out two albums this year, Mr. Youssef and Mr. Youssef Part 2. Is there any, like, song on there that just means so much more than the rest or just kind of sticks out to you that you made? That's a good question because I actually think about that sometimes. And yeah. the funny part is the one that has the most streams, which is Dark Roads, actually, I had a feeling about that song. 
that was the song that put me on to you. I think that was the first song of yours I heard. Is well, since we're Dark all Rose. talking about Dark Roads, that was one of my things that I had to talk about, too. So Yeah, that, see, it's, it's kind of interesting because I knew that, like, sometimes I know what songs will stick and what songs yeah. really, like, mean a lot. Just because, like, when I was talk- talking earlier, I used to just listen to music all the time, record it, and then I would know what the hit song was going to be before it even came out on MTV or whatever. So yeah. this song kind of falls along the same lines. I'm like, damn, this one's special. Because the more yeah. we, we created it, the better it got. Like, okay, we did the verse. Okay, it sounds great. We did the bridge. Okay, this sounds great. Like, And we kept adding sounds. Like, this song just getting better and better and better. Yeah. You mind if I stick with Dark Roads for a second? Because I had a question or yeah. two about that. When I came across it, I was definitely vibing with it. That's the kind of music that I can definitely see myself like driving down the road at nighttime, just thinking. Mm-hmm. And I love the very smooth and somber piano. It's it's very. Oh yeah. I, I'm I'm really into that kind of somber, very contemplative tone. Now I had a theory because the beat is very simple. It's about five or six piano keys with about two chords to it, and it's very hummable. I was gonna ask, is there a science to making a catchy beat? Because I always thought simplicity was better. Because you want something that's going to be hummable, that your audience can hum. So I would think that you would want to go simple when it comes to making a beat. Am I kind of correct in that? You are, yeah. It's, it's all about the melody. Before even the lyrics come, I actually would hum my flow and my melody before I know what to do to it. Knowing the key of the song, following it, knowing to create the melody to have enough space mm-hmm. for the vocals, like a song like that. That song actually did the hook maybe three or four years ago. And we found it. We're like, oh, this is nice. And the beat wasn't even like what it was when you heard it. Um, it was actually very much more simple than that. And we're like, man, we like this piano with that melody. So then what we did is we took that and then we built on it. You know what I mean? We built on the strong melody. We already knew, hey, this is strong. Let's build it and make it stronger. Make people want to listen to it. So as soon as you heard it, you were like, this is the beat that we're talking about. Let's make it into something great. Exactly. Yeah. Because I just have so many melodies and songs just sitting there. So we'll sometimes kind of going off with being consistent when you're in a slump is if we are, we'll go into the hard drive and say, hey, let's see what we have that we never really finished or is just sitting on the hard drive. So that was one of the songs we came across. We're like, ooh, this is nice. So I'm with the QST. It's three of us and two other guys. One of them, he plays all the instruments. The other guy's more programmer with the drums and stuff. And he's actually has a Grammy and platinum records himself. And he actually wow. yeah, grabbed that one and started like enhancing it. And then my other guy started playing the piano more that you liked. And that's how we come across it. Like, you know, it's just, we just knew that was a, that was a good song. Well, yeah, there's a reason why you said that's your most popular song. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a reason because it, it's uh, yeah. it's an awesome song. Yeah. Oh, appreciate Great song, it, yeah. Glad you guys like that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we put a good amount of work on that one. But sometimes those songs take time. Like the chorus itself is maybe like four or five years old. But the verses, I probably wrote them like, you know, obviously it's like a year old now. Right, the song. So that's when I wrote it, yeah. like right before I put it out like well, let me finish my verses uh i just have one more uh question for you yeah who would you say is like your biggest influence in hip-hop is there one artist that stands out or is there uh, a bunch of them bunch i would say four okay. um i could automatically think about is jay-z nas eminem and kanye west yeah those four and then obviously you know like the big and pops and stuff like that like obviously i find greatness in a lot of artists and I've, I've liked more of the simple artists too like snoop dogg who's not too much of a super lyricist but he has that voice and that flow 
Yeah. Yeah. Because that's important too. People yeah. don't really think about that. Yeah. But those four probably like influenced me a lot. Like I had the time period where I just, where I just like was obsessed with that type of artist. Like Nas, Jay Z. Then when Eminem came, I was like, oh wow. And then uh, Kanye, I was like, whoa, this is yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So. I used to bump Kanye all the time. Yeah. 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 So people are actually kind of say I'm like a mix between a Kanye and a and a uh, Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I could hear that. Which that's what artists like kind of you, you kind of become a combination of your favorite artists yeah i would That's imagine so you would yeah. want to take a little from column a a little from column b yeah exactly yeah. so yeah that's that's pretty much who i uh, who's influenced me the most okay all right we're gonna stick with the artists for a second so i got a list here i'm gonna name off two artists real quick you just tell me which one you're listening to okay all right eminem or jay-z Ooh, that's, tough. that's a tough one that's the top, like presently, like if Pre- I uh, just then their entirety of work. Mm. Oh man, should I circle that back to that one? <laughs> um, I'll answer it. I think, um, hmm, maybe Eminem, to tell you the truth. Eminem, mm. okay. How about Drake or Kanye? Oh, Kanye, Hobson or NF, NF, Tupac or Biggie. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, that one had to be on the list. You said Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. Run DMC or KRS One. KRS One. Easy E or Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Cube. <laughs> Nicki Minaj or Cardi B. Nicki. Lil Dicky or Lil Nas X. Lil Dicky. And Joiner Lucas or Logic. Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one too. That's a tough one. Um. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna have to go with. I might have to go with uh, with Logic. Logic. All right. Just wanted to kind of get, get a taste of yeah. of what your musical leanings were. Is all. Yeah, just because they, I, I would say equal on them, but just because Logic has more of a, he's more of a songwriter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jordan is a great songwriter too. Like he's a great storyteller, but um. I think logic has more songwriting yeah i get you yeah so we had already talked about dark roads but the other song that i wanted to talk about was problems oh okay problems with uh sims am i is that how you pronounce his name yeah that's right that's right yeah rap music and just music in general is a great vehicle for social commentary you know and taking just jabs at society in general is there anything that isn't on the table to touch on in your music or have you gotten any kind of backlash for anything that you might have brought up in one of your songs not yet and uh i don't think it's reached enough to even get a backlash yet but i would probably choose that one to get some backlash <laughs> if it was. <laughs> now that you mentioned it it's just because of, of uh the problems in society mm-hmm. i'm caribbean so okay i'm a mix of a bunch of stuff mainly indian so i have a muslim background um on my father's side also hindu and christianity we have three religions like that's how that's how caribbeans are but that's what i was kind of uh figuring just by the attire and well your name and the attire which you were wearing in problems yeah gotcha (laughs) yeah my last name is islamic so you know being that i'm from new york city originally and i have a lot of family here already seen what we had to go through with the discrimination and stuff with that so that kind of used that as a tool um actually the video with it where i was actually i took it down where i was actually locked up <laughs> and dressed up in uh in, in some islamic gear being why'd, interrogated why'd you have to take it down well it was 100 percent what i wanted it to be 
And on top of that, I might redo that song and put it back out even better. Because I like so, the simplicity yeah. of, of you just sitting in. You, you did a lot with very little. Just two guys in an interrogation room doing that rap. Exactly. Which I thought I thought it was great just the way it was, in all honesty. My opinion, anyway. We, we get the situation, and it, it kind of gave a little bit more power to the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might um, put it back up. I just had to change the song around a little bit, or I may redo it, the video a little bit. Sometimes I think something might get a little bit lost when you have too flashy of a music video, that sometimes the lyrics might get lost in vibrant, uh, over-the-top kind of music video. So I thought that that was pretty, uh, just a nice, simple two people in one room. You can kind of focus on what's being said. Yeah, you saw it on YouTube. Is that um, yes you saw it? on your page on YouTube page? Interesting, because I have it unlisted. So <laughs> it was weird. I, I, I came right up. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Um, maybe that's fate saying it. you can't take it down. It's too powerful. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'll just leave it up and uh, leave it just like that. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should just leave it the way it is. And um, Because uh, my production team, you know, so it's grown. So I know I could do the production of it better. The video might not change at all. But we'd, we'd have to probably redo it just to match the sequence of the um, song if we do. But it'll probably be the same thing. You're our first musical artist, like I said, on the show. We had two authors before. Our last guest was Spencer Hamilton. And when we had him on the show, he kept coming back to a common theme of fear and, un- and the unknown in his writing and in the movies that we watched, or the movie that we watched. Do you find yourself revisiting or drawn to a common theme in your music, whether it's intentional or unintentional? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's actually a really good question because that's what I try to break out of sometimes. It's okay because people are afraid of it. But sometimes it's what you're known for and it works. And when you try something different, it's, it's kind of too different for your fan base. My thing is I keep going to like life situations, motivational type stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like I do too much of it, you know? Yeah. Even though I have girl songs out there, I have those, those political, that political one from well, Dark Rose is, is a dark song, but the real message is, is motivational. Obviously, if you really listen to it. Yeah, you, know? you definitely get that from it. So that's what I kind of stick to. But like a dark motivational is what I think it is my like main thing I do. And that's right up my alley. Yeah. And I implore everybody out there listening to go and check him out on his channel. Where can they find your music? On social media, you can find me, uh, you know, tag Y-O-U-K-N-O-W-T-A-G. It's anywhere, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the same. Um, the handle doesn't change anywhere else. I kept it like that, so, so I'm very easy to find. Spotify, Apple, it's just tag T-A-G or Truth Around Greatness. Is what, that's the meaning of the name, so you could find it. YouTube, same thing, you know, tag. Yeah, any anywhere you can find it like that. So you guys heard it. You have no excuse not to go check this guy out. He's awesome. <laughs> I'll make sure to uh, share a link to your uh, Spotify page on uh, Twitter today, just okay. so uh, people can find it a little that, easier. Yeah. yeah. So now for a horror movie podcast, we should probably talk about some horror movies. So you wanted to choose Alien for this week. Yeah. Why, why Alien? So it's, a, it's a classic. It's one of my favorites. Was that or Alien 2? <laughs> Which is also Alien. But I chose the classic because um, horror movies like Ghosts and stuff like that is cool. But um, I think the story of Alien is just 
great. Like it's something that you can play even when it's not like Halloween or October time, you know? Yeah. Because it's very um, much a thriller, an action, a horror movie all up into one. Exactly. And the fascination of Aliens too. I just think it's it's a great movie. Definitely agree with that. I mean, I watched one and two because I feel like if you watch the first one, you kind of have to watch the second one right afterwards. Exactly. One and two are like the best of the best. Yeah. So those two are just great movies. Three was all right. But after that, then it you know, kind of fell off. Yeah. Yeah. The new ones were pretty good. Uh, what were they called, man? Uh, Alien Covenant, I think it's called. Alien Covenant. Yeah. Covenant, yeah. And then there was another one. Um, Alien vs. Predator? Oh, no, no. It was... It was Resurrection or something? Was it something like that? Uh, Alien Resurrection, I think it is. And then there's no, also no, Prometheus. No. That's the one, Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah, how it started. Yeah, that one was pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I thought. I'm actually a huge fan of the Alien vs. Predator movies. Yeah, those are pretty good too. Yeah. Um, just because the, the action in it. The story, mm, like how they follow the storyline where people, I, I think they should just take people out of it maybe. Or just, just like, well, I, I like how they have the people It's just kind of like in the crossfire like you're just kind of yeah. in the wrong place at the wrong time exactly so before we go any further we should probably say well i imagine that if you're listening to this you probably have seen alien but i'm sure there's the odd person here or there that hasn't seen alien so we usually have the guests explain what the movie is about you want to just give a quick synopsis tell the people what alien is yeah yeah it's basically it's a story about a bunch of astronauts that are in the future with different expertise and they're searching i'm not sure if they're searching for alien life I forgot what they were searching they, for. they're on their way back from a mining thing and they got woken up and they went to go find a distress call from an alien planet oh yeah that's exactly what it was and once they get on that planet they discover this alien and it gets crazy from there i don't want to ruin the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it We'll leave some of it to the, uh, we'll leave some of it to the people who haven't. If you've seen it, you've seen it. If you haven't, go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't seen this movie in years and I finally rewatched it for the first time last night in beautiful, delicious 4K HD with my headphones on. So it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I think this is the first time I've watched this movie probably since I was in like middle school. It's been a long time since I watched the original Alien. I think science fiction might be my favorite genre of like movies because you can do so much and just build any kind of world you want. Yeah. Speaking of that, Matrix is coming out. I was actually comparing this to Matrix because there, there's a scene where the tech guy is looking at a monitor and it's just a bunch of numbers going up that looks like the Matrix. If you want anything to look super sciencey and sophisticated, just put a bunch of scrolling numbers on the screen and say it's complicated. You wouldn't understand. It's science right. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because it's in the future, but they're com- like when you watch the movie, you know, and it's the computer still has, it. It has like <laughs> a green screen on it, like from the eighties. <laughs> if you you're still on. Still on DOS and stuff like that. If you put a bunch of flashing lights around anything, you can say it's from the future. It doesn't matter if it's an old beat-up monitor from, like, the 70s or 80s. If you put a bunch of Christmas lights and flashing lights around it, just it's <laughs> automatically the future. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, when I was listening to this on my headphones, I never really appreciated it when I first watched it, but when I had these headphones on, I really was able to enjoy the musical score of this. Jerry Goldsmith did the score for this music. Man, it was just, it was very ominous music throughout the entire thing, just really gets you into it. Like, it's very thriller ominous, is I guess the best way to put it. Yeah, it does its job. It builds a lot of suspense 
when it needs to. Yeah, thriller. I mean, um, scores usually make the movie, in my opinion, when it comes to like, especially horror movies when it gets silent and they hit you with that, uh, those violins or something comes in, yeah, or, or like a quick, you know, like a hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite movie or that you watch and you go, man, the music in this thing was awesome? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of them, actually. Um, the best one off the top of my head is actually a pretty recent movie. Well, not too recent. Joker. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. The Joker. Yeah, Joker had a really great score, in my opinion. Transformers. One of the Transformers had a really great score. From Zons, what's his name? Hans Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Yeah, from, he yeah, does it like yeah. all of the Nolan films, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Lord of the Ring had a great score. Man. So the Batman. The Chris Nolan, like you just mentioned. Yeah, those that, that yeah. had a great score that entire series he actually just yeah. just got on tiktok really yeah i just literally started following him he shows him in his studio that, yeah. mixing and everything so that was pretty cool oh and the the uh justice league the uncut one the, the, snyder, the, the snyder cut yep yep that yeah one. that score was actually really good yeah that one was really good it's a good movie overall too yeah well worth a four-hour watch yeah oh yeah well worth Oof. it yeah i was like i'll watch an hour because i was disappointed from the other one next thing you know watching the entire thing right <laughs> yeah so aliens though or alien aliens is a completely different movie you know i when i was watching this i don't know if you guys felt the same way but these guys are terrible employees they keep talking about protocol but they constantly are breaking protocol <laughs> i don't know why they bother saying like i'm the captain i have the right to do this and they're paying us this amount of money I'm like, first off these employees don't even read the fine print in their contracts say, saying, oh, well, you know, we have to go see this alien thing. It's written into our contract. Oh, I didn't see it. And then Ripley, the only one that was some common sense saying, hey, look, we can't bring this thing up into our fucking ship. It, it might contaminate us. And just terrible, terrible employees. And it was just frustrating me. Much like The Mist, the only person with some common sense is the one that nobody wants to listen to and are just shit talking. Yeah. I love the part where she's like, since when do you let the science department make the decisions? Well, since they told me to, we do what they want. We're in outer space. It's kind of like uncharted waters. There's no real jurisdiction up here. Right. Yeah, and then the guy that's an android the whole time. (laughs) Oh, Bilbo Baggins? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he just, oh man, that's just... Yeah, I think that was kind of messed up that he was a android and no one knew about it until he knocks that off i wish oh my god he is bilbo baggins yeah, yeah. no you thought i you thought i was just saying his name for no reason bilbo baggins for no reason yeah, that's bilbo. Thought about it I was like, oh you're right that is bilbo baggins oh man that's that's funny <laughs> i never noticed that that's i kept calling everybody by like i never call them by their actor names or their even their <laughs> Well, Ripley was the only one I kept calling Ripley. I kept calling yeah. the other guy Bilbo and the other guy the Doctor because uh, John Hurt played the Doctor at one point. It was just, but yeah, just oh wait, I was oh, damn it, <laughs> shit, I was just about to say something <laughs> and you lost your thought. Oh. Yeah, God, he, I was so distracted about him realizing that that was Bilbo. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I even realized that until you said something. I was like, huh, all right. Yeah, my bad. I mean, you were in your... Uh, oh, no, it's it's, it's 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 completely fine. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll remember it later. Yeah. Or not, whatever. But... Now, alien movies. 
Is this your favorite one? Mm. Not of the Alien series, but I'm talking about like an Alien movie about oh, aliens. Oh, gotcha. Um, well, you're thinking about that. I just got to say, I liked I like our guests so far because we've had three completely different picks these last couple of weeks. We had right. a black and white Vincent Price movie, a 2007 Frank Darabont movie, and now a classic The Alien, outer yeah. space sci-fi movie. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, you have a mix of movies. Yeah. And next week we're doing Human Centipede. I'm not looking forward to that one. Human Centipede? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, alien movies like um, yeah. which is which is pretty interesting because uh, uh, what's her face is an, yeah. is an alien Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, he's yeah. the main actor. So, uh, Avatar that was pretty cool. That was a good one. Yeah, was, even though it's not like the scary one, you know. Oh yeah, it, yeah. I don't good. think I don't think Avatar was nearly as definitely not scary yeah no, no i was gonna say nearly as great as people were making it out but uh i mean i loved it but yeah. i don't know best picture i don't know the the movie i thought it was pretty here's the thing you have to like it's great because of if you see it in 3d like imax yeah. like when it first came oh, out oh i saw it in 3d yeah. imax yeah, but as far as like once you see it on like TV and stuff like that, okay, this is just like a, a good movie. The, it's not the like... spectacle I loved, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was pretty much Pocahontas and Dances with Wolves, uh, in terms of the story. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, apparently it took him like ten years to make that because he had a vision of what it wanted to look like, and then he had to wait for technology, I guess, to catch up. Yeah, because he he nailed that. Like that's till this date one of the best 3d movies i've ever seen or probably is the best 3D movie. funny thing about that year though because it was uh it was up for an oscar for best picture and he was against his ex-wife for hurt locker <laughs> that's another great movie Catherine bigelow yeah. so yeah. that was very much it just it very much felt like uh <laughs> a, a divorce proceeding where it was like all right and who gets the oscar in this divorce proceeding yeah. yeah. Interesting. We didn't even know that that was um, what took place. But yeah, I think that was a great movie. Um, but yeah, I think uh, he, he didn't he. Uh, no, no, that that's that's Ridley. That's right. He didn't do um, Alien. Uh, that's James Cameron. I was thinking about Alien. Um, Ridley Scott did Alien. James Cameron did Aliens. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because he took a um, a movie and usually the sequel isn't as good, and he made it just as good. Well, a lot of people maybe. say a lot of people say it's better. It's, it's yeah. I I don't know. Well, I would say if I was Ridley Scott, I'd be a little disheartened because you have a project that's very much your own, and then somebody comes in, and then people love his version way better than they liked yours. I think yeah, it's so because small. he was able to add so much action in it mm -hmm. with the story yeah. versus where it's just one alien, and it's kind of like a you're running from the alien or trying to find it, trying to get rid of it, where part two is like, you're on the planet or on a planet and it's infested with them. 
and you're trying to get off the planet because now you're supposed to be a rescue mission, but now you're stuck trying to get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aliens is a great movie. I should probably watch it sometime. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because we're supposed to stick on Alien, but I guess we could talk about the whole series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just I've never seen Aliens. I hear it's good. Really? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's listen out, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it also depends on what you want. Do you want a horror? Or do you want an action movie? And Alien is de- is an, is a horror movie, and Aliens is action. Did y'all know yeah. that that chest burst scene was that they didn't tell the crew that that was going to happen? Busting out his chest. Yeah, they did. They didn't tell the rest of the crew. Hey, there's going to be a chest uh, thing coming out. So the reactions that you see are genuine reactions. Interesting. That's cool. Oh. I wonder how they made that happen, though. Like, how do you actually make, like, if you don't tell them, how do you, like... Well, I imagine that they they probably knew that something was going to happen, and but they probably didn't know what it was. So, I don't know. They probably had John Hurt come... Or what probably happened was that they had, like, a squib under his chest, and they didn't tell him that they were going to, like, set it off. Yeah. Uh, like a blood squib. So... That probably scared them. You could get away with a lot back in like this. Uh, horror directors got away with a lot of not telling their cast things back in the day. Like Kubrick was known for doing that. Like if you ever know about The Shining, he like just verbally abused like Shelley Duvall and got reactions from her like that. Yeah, like the kid in The Shining didn't even know it was a horror movie till he was like 17. And uh, like Alfred Hitchcock, like... Uh, like terrorized Tippi Hendren during the birds and everything. And just, I guess back in the day, you could just not tell your cast that you're about to do something or just do something without their permission just to get a shot. And people just thought, oh, okay, well, if it's for the shot. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think you get away with stuff like that nowadays. No, not as they have the actors killed and everything. Yeah, or they'll play the score during the actual filming of it. That's what um, I saw about Joker, where they were actually playing the music while the um they were acting during it were they playing music when he was doing his whole dance scene going down the stairs yeah like they, they played the actual score of the movie while it was while they were acting towards it like acting to it oh, yeah that's pretty cool yeah because i have i saw the um the director's cut where he kind of explained it mm-hmm. and that was pretty interesting he's like yeah so throughout the whole movie he's like the score is actually playing to make him feel like they're actually in this whole DC round. Do you think that it was all in his head? That's a good question. I don't think so. I think, I think, um, I think some of the stuff was, but I don't, I don't think so. Especially they're going to come out with part two, which I think they are. Are they coming out with a part two? Well, I mean, I, what it looks like. Don't see why they wouldn't with how much money they made off of it. Oh, I wonder if that's going to coincide with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Honestly, if they just kind of just scratched, um, what they're coming out with Batman. Mm-hmm. And just started with where they left off with Joker bringing in Batman. That would mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. Well, they can exist separately from each other. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, many Batman, so many DC properties out there that are by different creators that you can just choose which one you feel like living in. Right. Like you got the whole Arrowverse on the CW. Yeah. Completely different from the movies. So. Yeah, and and the new Batman does look good. Like from what I've seen, it looks really, really good. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. You know, I'm just gonna talk. We'll have to title this. Usually, when we talk about a movie, is like we put a timestamp. Say we talked about aliens from here to here. We're just gonna say, you know, what this is just gonna be a free for all. We're just gonna be talking about. We just we jumped around from Joker to aliens to Avatar to yeah. Yeah. This was just gonna be uh, timestamp movie BS. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Yeah. 
Do you guys think, what was, do you think they uh, made the Xenomorphs like that black color so it blend in with the ship's background and to give it less scare? Or do you think they made the ship's background kind of match the Xenomorphs first? Which one do you guys think they came up with first? I probably, I imagine they probably did the ship first because that would have taken the most time to make. Yeah, so yeah. they just kind of modeled the Xenomorph after that. Yeah, it's just a random thought I had. I'm sure it was an ongoing, it. I'm sure it was an ongoing project where there's like, all right, we have, that Xenomorph probably looked nothing like it did in its original inception. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole white and black contrast kind of yeah. made it like where you would notice or it would get you more since it was so like white like even what they were wearing was white so you'd notice everything and then this alien is black and it just like comes out of nowhere and then when it gets completely dark brings you into that mood like oh what's gonna happen and then when it goes back to the ship where it's all white it's like okay we're back to normal yeah but you know you know what i mean so it kind of like contrasts really well yeah it's like how at the end like like the shape of its head like perfectly blended in with all the cables so you don't even see it at first till it jumped out which is weird because they have this huge alien but they managed to make the ship look huge but claustrophobic at the same time like it's a huge gigantic we've seen the exterior of it and we see there's many levels to it but when you see like people in it it's very very kind of confined so it's like how did this big thing manage to slither its way i mean it's through the ducts yeah but yeah doesn't really you don't really feel like there's a lot of space to move around in that ship no i mean i kind of have like some experience like in the marine corps like i've been on big battleships mm-hmm. that are like you look at them like they're aircraft carriers they look huge but when you're like inside the ship it's very very confined yeah which which would be worse you have an alien xenomorph which is worse at outer space or deep in this in a submarine under the ocean i'd say outer being stuck outer space further yeah. away from getting help at least you could throw that thing in the water. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't really get help while when you're out of space. Yeah. In outer space, no one can hear you scream. Exactly. Yeah, yeah when a submarine. Um, I mean, definitely don't want to be trapped with that thing in a submarine either, but yeah. at least you could, well, even if you come out the water, you'll probably die too, because you're so, depending yeah. on how deep you are. And actually, them things look like they could swim. I think it was, where did it swim in? Wasn't it in an like, um uh, I think it did some swimming in uh, Aliens too. Oh, in Resurrections. Remember when they went under in the water and they were caught? Yeah. I think was swimming pretty damn fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it'd be easier to get rid of when you're in space, just kind of like how Ridley did. Just go on a space suit and try to kick it out the airlock, but if that don't work, yeah. you kind of screwed in space. Yeah, well, they were screwed because they had no guns on there. Really. <laughs> yeah. This is bugging me because I wanted to bring it up, but... It has nothing to do with this movie, but it's another alien movie. And I, for the life of me, can't remember what it's called. Perhaps either of you gentlemen have seen it. There is a scene in which a guy is on, like, the uh, alien dissection table. They they put some, like, black goop over his face and shove a thing down his throat and basically are experimenting on him. And he's, like, covered with this latex-looking kind of thing. It's supposed to be based off a true story or a guy's true account of a story that he said he was abducted by aliens and that Mm. they experimented on him and stuff like that. I want to say it's called like Burning Sky or Fire in the Sky or something. Do either of you guys know at all what I'm talking about or does it sound like I'm just rambling? (laughs) Is it a found footage film? It's not a found footage film. It's, It's based off of a guy's account of what happened to him and it's a Hollywood movie. Hmm. I didn't hear about that one. I heard about it on, what was it? 
third kind or whatever or fourth kind classic fourth the fourth kind. kind oh yeah that yeah, that combined found footage and stuff like that that was a pretty interesting one it's that war of the worlds fire in the sky science. that's what it's called fire in the sky if you want to get creeped out if you want to get creeped out if you go on youtube you'll find the scene that i'm talking about that's a that's a rough scene to watch like since we're talking about aliens i just thought i'd bring it up just a little shout out a little mention fire in the sky it was 1993 yep interesting i think i see um the scene you're talking about are you, are you on google checking it out yeah, yeah, that's what I just did. Like, they have that scene on YouTube, and you know, YouTube's getting, YouTube has come a long way from stuff that they were allowed to show and not allowed to show. They'll show anything on YouTube now. Yeah, we like watched, so far, yeah. we've watched two movies on YouTube. You can just watch R-rated movies now on YouTube. Yeah, yeah as long as you sign into Google and you're 18 and over, you can yeah. watch whatever you want. That's what they're looking for, you know, because you have your age in there. So as long as you're of age, they don't have to, like, verify anything. Yeah. That's true. So let me just go ahead and bring this around to Kill of the Movie. Ooh. We usually have to finish talking about our movie by talking about the kill of the movie. What was your favorite kill of the movie? Hmm. That's a good one. Probably killing the alien itself. <laughs> I'll take that one. So the actual killing of the alien? Yeah, in space and when you do it in space because it's funny because since the movie's pretty old like once it's in space you can tell it's like a like a dummy like, yeah it's just like <laughs> whenever they shoot something out into space it made me like like when john hurt's character gets killed and then they threw his body out into space i just thought it was really funny it was like it wasn't a very somber and just let it float out it just like get that shit out of here Junk! and just <laughs> threw it out <laughs> Yeah, because in, in the actual alien movie itself, they don't really show like how those some of those kills actually, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're more snatched up. Yeah. It was like, oh, something's about to happen, and then black <laughs> darkness. Yeah. That goes with kind of what Spencer was talking about last one. Sometimes not showing something is a lot more intense than showing something on screen. Yeah, it's effective oh, and yeah. it saves on the budget too. So. But on the opposite side of the spectrum is my favorite kill, which is the chest burst scene. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that was probably the best one. It's pretty gross. This one. And just knowing the story that they didn't tell anybody it was going to happen. That that's it. Scenes like that that make me wish that because when I went and saw this movie for the first time, I had already had it spoiled just because it's a popular movie and you hear references to Alien and whatnot. So I already knew about Bilbo Baggins being an android and I knew that the chest burst scene was going to, and I knew what the xenomorph was going to look like. But I know that if I had seen this without knowing anything, that this movie would have been 20 times better and awesome. Right. And I just know something like that scene would have been really cool too. Yeah. As an actor, that'd probably be like pretty cool to, to um, experience. That's true. What about you there, Dave? I'm going to go with the uh, android death. Because he was just pissing me off the entire movie. That was so the I was next happy to see him go, say. yeah. I was going to say that one, dude. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> he already is kind of irking you a little bit in the beginning when Ripley's like, no, we're not bringing that infected dude in here. Leave it. And, and he's he, just like, airlock open. Yeah, and they hit like his head off. And it's, uh, you know, because yeah. it's an older movie, it's like funny. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't like oil color. It's just like white color coming out of him. Like, okay. Yeah. It's a great, uh, that's a great one. I figure I should probably ask this since we talked about aliens. Yeah. Do you guys think there's actual aliens out there? Or do you think we're all alone in the universe? Like in our solar system? I think that the aliens are about, are more like microbes. Not necessarily humanoid creatures walking around, but within our area, probably 
the full extent is probably like microbes and bacteria kind of right, yeah. kind of alien. You were gonna yeah, say something, I mean, Yeah. I I definitely think there's aliens out there. Um, like you said, maybe not in our solar system, but if you think about like how big our galaxy is, how much planets there are, there's yeah. probably more planets than people on our own planet. So I'm sure there's like a dog or something running around somewhere on some other planet. If the universe is infinite, then we can't be the only yeah, like living creatures sitting around. It's statistically impossible for that to be the case. I just think that's exactly. a reason why we really haven't seen any or met any. It's like space is too large and just space travels very very difficult either that or they have seen earth and what it's like over here and they're like fuck that (laughs) (laughs) aliens lock their door when they drive past earth yeah like these fools are way out of date like (laughs) (laughs) they're like that's the ghetto there we'll come we'll come back in a couple of millennia and hopefully they'll get their act straight come back when they figure out renewable fuel and shit like you guys are (laughs) Okay. They, I'm, I'm sure they look at us like the way we look at some indigenous tribe in like uh, the jungle that have no electricity and are still wearing loincloths and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Throwing like arrows at them and shit. Like. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. These humans have nuclear weapons. Wait until yeah. they wait until they get to the real world and they see some weapons that can do real damage. Right. Exactly. Destroy their planet in like one button. <laughs> Right, like the aliens have like Death Stars from Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah, that would that would uh, be a very scary uh, thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I definitely think they're out there. Just not sure if they're as smart as us, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's probably some really, really, really intelligent alien life form somewhere. You know, out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, there's a like a little mini series on Netflix that show like what they think like aliens would look like on different planets. Like plants with like more gravity have like oh it's like oh with these conditions this is what they would end up looking like yeah it's actually very interesting I think it's called Alien Worlds I might watch it but you oh, know we we tend to think that aliens would are like super smart and everything like that what if we found alien life and they're just like they're just like super, stu- super stupid like or they're they're kind of like humans but they're just super dumb and it turns out we're the intelligent species. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, that like would be consciousness is, is something that's really rare, so. Yeah, that would be kind of depressing be. because I'd be like, so there is alien life form and we are smarter than it. So we're, so this is the best we can do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Best, yeah. Like, you got this dumbass alien over here. Like, damn. <laughs> what are we going to do with you? Right? <laughs> oh, man. But, uh. Yeah, but this was fun. I enjoyed talking about some alien stuff. Uh, yes. Does anybody have any last like comments they want to talk about, whether it be music, aliens, movies in general? I just want to get you guys' uh, ratings on the movie, 1 through 10. Oh, well, you go ahead first, Yusuf. Give it a 9. Aliens, I think, was better than the sequel. So I give that a ten, but uh, like a nine, yeah. Okay. I've seen it. I've seen this movie twice now, and it's not one that I watch like regularly or even every year. But, but I'm not gonna be that douche and, and be like, oh, I'll give it a six. No, it's a classic. I got to give it a nine too. Yeah, that's about where I'm at too, as a nine. Yeah, so I think it's a classic, but it's not something you're gonna keep watching, watching. Even you know, even Aliens itself, but it, it, that's more of a watchable movie to me. Um, as far yeah. as like repeating it than this one 
it's kind of like it's kind of like psycho where the birds i've seen it and i acknowledge that it's a classic but it's not something i go out of my way to watch exactly right right yeah definitely gonna be a binge watch uh, matrix before matrix 4 comes out when is that supposed to come out uh december yeah december's coming out it looks like they're doing i don't know if it's supposed to be a sequel or a reimagine because it looks like they replaced morpheus yeah i think it's like a reboot i think yeah, it's like a younger version of him or something like that. But um, I mean, I, I would imagine they're probably looking to do like another trilogy or something like that. Yeah. You ought to watch the animated the animated version that the movie was based off of. Hmm. Is it, did it come with like the Matrix Deluxe? And I think I have one where it's like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, or is it like an actual like two three hour movie? Uh, I don't know. I I have I just know that it was that there was an animated version that. Yeah, a lot of it was based off. Because of. I think I do have like a deluxe DVD thing in the where it's like Matrix, Matrix, you Matrix Reloaded, and then like the animated one. So I oh think yeah, it, yeah, I did see this, the Animatrix. Yeah, I've Animatrix. Seen that. That's what it was there called. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Uh, one more question: Who's watching uh, Halloween Kills tonight? I got work. Uh, uh, I've seen the other one. I like, it's like how many times? Yeah, and they remake this movie. So it's like, uh, let, let Jamie Lee Curtis retire. I figure I have Peacock, so I would just enjoy my night at home and watch it. I might go see it on Sunday or Monday. And that is it. Once again, thank you so much for being on with us, Tag. Yeah, man, appreciate you guys, man. This is great. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll do this again. I'm, I'm down to do oh, it again. definitely, yeah. Yeah, you have everybody who comes on the show has a standing invitation. Yeah, just let us know if you ever want to come back on, and we'll make it happen. Sweet, yeah. Talk man. some more Definitely. music, talk some more horror movies. Yeah, why not? I'm, I'm down for it. Cool, right. cool, guys. All right, thanks for having me. Um, I'll see you guys on Twitter. All yeah. right, thank you, man. Appreciate right. you being here. All right, and everyone else, uh, you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening. Take it easy. Drink that booze and see that food never comes some food that ain't for the hood, it ain't looking good for you.